Two experts in ICF. Yeah. Decades of experience. Uh-huh. One podcast. Yeah. Two hosts with a lot to say. Look, I cannot sit through a struggle. I gotta get up and hustle. I gotta push through the pain. Cause really that's how you build muscle. Welcome to the Build with ICF podcast with your hosts, Trevor Brown and Heather Herring Brown. Yep, they're a package deal. With over 20 years of ICF installation experience, Trevor can throw down some expertise on sales, marketing, and training. On the other side of the table sits Heather, aka the Girl Boss, and she's earned the title as the owner of an award-winning ICF construction company, a drafting and design company specializing in ICF, and the numbers, with a master's in accounting, she does that too. Sleeves up, boots on. This is the Build with ICF podcast. I don't want nothing for free. I'm here to work. I've been through the dirt. I've been through the dirt. Yeah. Oh, welcome. This is exciting. Dude, we're doing the first again. Holy cow, that was loud. All right, we're going to we work with you. So as you may be able to tell, and we we kind of set this up on previous podcasts, we are at the World of Concrete 2024, recording live from the sales floor in the North Hall. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Something we've never done. Every episode, we seem to do something new and something exciting. So we are going to go ahead and we're going to have a little bit. You're going to see some audio challenges on this one. So I'm just going to say to everybody, we're, we're <laughs> live on the floor. It's, so it's booming place. It's exciting. Everything's going on. So, so one of the things that we've been asked about over and over and over again has been fiberglass rebar. It's something that we get sent in on our, you know, everybody, I'll, I'll say to our listeners, we're, we're very new. And so far, our listeners have been awesome about getting us on the info at buildwithicf.com, sending in things on our DMs. And, and so we're just quickly seeing what the pulse of what everyone wants to learn about is. And one of those things that we just get hammered about is fiberglass rebar. So lucky for us, we're standing on the sales floor here. We're with Chad Hiller, who we've, we've given Chad a several, several shout outs already as the plum wall guy. He has multiple hats, big head, so he can wear lots of hats. (laughs) He's wearing his MST bar hat today. And then we've got David Wolf, the vice president of sales and marketing for MST bar here as well, because he's going to make sure that, that, Chad doesn't lie to us about stuff yes, and he actually knows what he's talking yeah. about. So thank you guys for coming. I'm going to let you either way figure out which guy goes first, but we've got both of you. Give a little intro of, of who who you are, how you got into this, and, and kind of we'll start asking through some questions about the MST product. Sure. Thanks, Trevor. So we <laughs> our goal is to have MST bar inserted into the ICF industry as a normal reinforcement product on your everyday ICF job site. MST bar, when we compare it to steel, the obvious one is it's a quarter of the weight. I have builders, Kelly Lockington behind us in the video. That's a 30-year ICF builder that no longer uses steel. They only use MST bar in their ICF buildings. And the simple answer for Kelly is, hey, my guys love it, and I cut my labor in half. Interesting story from that job site. The MST bar was loaded, unloaded in the wrong spot on the job site. Well, if that happens with steel, we need to get a piece of equipment or a guy with a couple hours to move it. Right. And he's going to be pissed. He's not going to be happy about it. In that case, (laughs) Kelly said, I grabbed a two by four, I rolled it out of the way, and we moved on with the day. So that's one of those things you see when you're on site. Right. But back to the differences is... I'm going to back, hold on, I'm going to back up a little bit because I do want to stop and give you a little bio. So give us, how did you get involved? Like how, it's like, like everybody knows you guys, the plum wall guy, right? Right. Like that's right. how I know you. That's how everybody yeah. we talk to knows you. How, how did MST bar come into it 
for you, and then I'll kind of let David talk about a little bit about how how he's brought that product in. We got involved with MST Bar because of our bracing business. Mm-hmm. Our bracing business allows us to service the entire ICF industry without having an eye towards a specific brand. So our our brace, as you know, it services any type of ICF block. Well, MST fiberglass rebar is no different. It it services every type of ICF block. So we've built those relationships over 20 years with the brace. Right. And now people already knew you had the relationships. It just was a it, it just fit. So what we've seen, as you know, a successful ICF distribution model is hey, I've got ICF block inventory. I have an ICF expert on site that can bring a new builder into the industry. I probably have rental bracing. Well, this is the next obvious addition to that one-stop shop. If I'm providing ICF block to contractors, a natural add-on is MST fiberglass rebar. That's perfect. Perfect. Trying to segue into David and Tell us what start. Let's start back with how did you get into this? Like how where did you come from? Awesome. I don't need to know clear back to like birth and, <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to know about your parents and them dating. I don't need to know that. <laughs> I'm sure they're great people. I just don't want to know the whole backstory. But it's uh, only a thirty minute show. <laughs> so, so so basically, you know, I'm David Wolf. I've been in the fiberglass industry for a little over twenty one to almost twenty two years now. This basically been with uh, with MST since 2018, so about five years uh, with MST Rebar. So basically, I've, I have a long history in the in the fiberglass industry, and it's it's basically it's an industry that provides a lot of benefits to a lot of industries. ICF is an unbelievably good fit for fiberglass and fiberglass rebar, uh, but it works in a lot of other industries as well. Yeah, and we've we've talked about you know the one thing I've seen is like you're I think you guys are getting a, a huge amount of traction in like government roads and absolutely like, that's where we see it out west yeah. anyways we see I see truckloads of, of fiberglass rebar being dropped off where they're building bridges and things like that yeah so like DOTs that, all yeah. across the U S and also ministries of transport in Canada and also around the world I'm on my way to Australia next week. Uh, oh, for, that doing, sucks. for doing for, bridge works as well there as well. <laughs> well, and that, what that does for us in the ICF industry is like, I mean, as we know, we talked about before we got on microphone, we, you know, we run into problems with people not accepting it in certain areas and stuff, or even just, you know, Jerry, the inspector coming on and saying, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to approve it. Where we're seeing is I get calls from guys, their other ICF servers go, Hey dude, I just saw him drop a whole load of, re- you know, it's right there on the yeah. interstate. That guy starts seeing that. The more they start seeing it, the more it's being accepted, you know, exactly. and, and, so- and known. So the key to the acceptance and the key to the building inspectors is all communication. So I'm going to shout out Chad here because Chad is incredibly successful for us at selling MST rebar into ICF because he's, he's a tireless communicator and communicates extremely well to all the parties involved. So the inspectors, we work with uh, the building officials associations across all the provinces in Canada, and we're working with all the, the same inspector associations or building officials associations across the states as well. And the key to, like, it's basically, there's there's a lot, so there's some technical information, but the main thing is communicating what this is, how it works. And then once they know that, I've, like, I've probably myself personally talked to four or 500 building officials and they're all, once they know what it is, they all say, great. 
Yeah. No problem. What, what do you guys see in just, I mean, because you're looking at it here from, you've got the 30,000, David's got the 30,000 view, you know, you're at the 10,000 foot view. We're probably at the three foot view. What you were seeing as we work it down. And that's exactly what we need is that education coming from the 30,000 foot. But then it's got to come down to Chad. What are you guys doing? And what have you seen? I know you work a lot with Marty and different people. I mean, I, we've been in contact on projects we have. How are you guys helping all of us at the three foot level get it down from 30 to three? Yeah, one of the main goals is to have that clear message to the builder. How do I change from my current reinforcement, which is likely steel, to MST bar? And the way we want to do that is to use the existing data that the ICFMA has created and compare, well, how do I do this in steel? Here it is. It's existed for 20 plus years. Yeah. How do I do that in MST bar? Well, the answer is oftentimes it's a one-to-one swap. And I think there are times where it can be a better than one-to-one swap because of the increased strength that MST bar offers. But the clear message is, remember how you did it last time with your steel? You could do that exact same thing this time. Don't miss a beat. And we're providing documentation for guys to rely on that. If it's a large project, we can engage engineering. So we just had a It's actually an Anvic builder doing condominiums in Huntsville, Ontario. They have never used MST bar. They've considered it. We've offered to them a couple of times. We have a great relationship with them. The next project they're going to do is already designed in steel. So we're going to bring that in and we're going to analyze it with our engineering and we're going to provide a conversion suggestion to them. No obligation, no cost. Here is what it would look like to do your condo project which I believe is a four-story ICF project in Huntsville, Ontario, we suggested to them, we'll bring your drawing in, we'll analyze it, we'll convert it to MST bar. Perhaps it'll be one-to-one or better. You'll have that data. We'll bring the engineer of record in. He can have all his questions answered. And that's one way we can engage on those larger projects. And we've done that successfully many times as, as recently as this week. A couple of weeks ago, we converted an ICF gun range in Ohio. And the obvious question is costs, so, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah, We'll get to that. Yeah, go. go on this it. ICF gun range, we did that exact pro- process. We happened to know the builder. He needed some bracing. We got talking about the project. We said, wow, that'd be a great conversion to MST bar. It had uh, ICF deck as well as ICF walls. Fast forward through the analyzed process convert it to MST bar, engage the engineer of record who hadn't ever considered MST bar before. 10 minutes into that conversation where we connected our engineer with Steve, that engineer of record, he was asking about how do I design this into my next building? Ah, exactly. The other thing with the, 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 the conversions that we do, there are, we do have actually stamped drawings, so stamped by professional engineer. So there's actually, the, we, we take full responsibility uh, for, the, for the design and for the Basically, for the showing whether it's one to one or better than one to one, or in some cases, if it's a high, you know, slightly different than one to one, but we do have we do provide stamp drawings. And the other thing in the in the U.S., we also have International Code Council certification. We have an ESSR number for the for MST bar, and that will help a lot with building inspector acceptance in the U.S. Well, and it's I, th- I think it's going to help a lot with the engineers in the U.S. as well because they're like taking a serious look at it. Where exactly. you know, when we didn't have those numbers and those those certificates, it made it difficult for them that they were afraid of it. I think you know, exactly. like we, the same thing with engineers. I personally have probably done three hundred or four hundred now engineering 
lunch and learn presentations, because as I mentioned initially, the key to this industry is all about communication. And that's why literally Plumwall, G2, Chad has done such a good job is communication about all the, the, the not the benefits, also, you know, everything about the product. People understand. Once people understand it, they say, okay, great. Okay. Well, so you brought up the benefits and we're kind of, I think we might deviate a little bit from our three questions because we're yeah. kind of covering I, them yeah, in a and little bit. Like I said, this is a, this. there's so much good information here yes. that you and I are both coming up with different things because <laughs> he triggered something I wanted to say real quick before we go on to something else here a little bit is the biggest thing we hear in the ICF world is that people are concerned about how do I, I don't think I can do it. And I think what I'm hearing from you guys is we have a ton of support. And I, and I, I think that resonates with everything that we do on this podcast is we're telling people like, you know, they go, I don't know how, I don't know what block to choose. Well, here, let the, let us on this podcast, bring the people on to help you make that choice and let, let you know you're not alone. There's people to help that choice. We have people say, I don't know how I'm going to keep my wall straight. Well, hold on, let us, we'll lead you over to, to plum wall and, you know, and they can tell you how to, you know, and I think that's what I'm hearing with the MST bar from both of you guys is we, we're here to, there's, you guys are here to help. Absolutely. And so like when we're sitting here looking at us as builders or DIY customers listening to this podcast, I think what I really hear you guys saying is we're, we're doing the things to help. You just don't, you have all the information and you're willing to share that information. Absolutely. The key is actually getting that information to the people. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the benefits, Chad talked about the weight, the tensile strength is three times that of steel. Right. The, uh, the bond strength, one of the key things is the bond strength of concrete is also three times that of steel as well. So that helps with the going around 90 degree corners. We can, you can do things with MST rebar that you can't do with steel because of the bond strength of concrete. Yeah. You were like, before we got on microphones, you were talking about this one job and you had, what were the lengths that you were saying that you guys were doing? 43, uh, 44 that foot? That specific job was 43 foot lengths of 35 millimeter bar. You you could not personally, I, <laughs> I couldn't, I don't think a lot of men could personally handle that length in steel. So the fact that you can do that as a, you know, normal person with the fiberglass is huge. Yeah. And, and back to David, touched briefly on the corners, the advantage and the adhesion strength of MST bar being three times that of steel allows us to do different things than we could traditionally do. I give the example of one of the guys that works at Plumwall. He was building his own ICF house on the weekends, 26-year-old guy. So you get the picture of who we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> well, he thought it was so funny. I call it the good, better, best. Good, I have 20-foot lengths of rebar going through my walls. And on my corners, I happen to have some leftover steel. It's an important point that mm -hmm. you can use those 90-degree corners in steel, tie it to MST bar. There's no adverse effect. That's fine. That's good. Well, Better, good yeah. what you're touching there is a 90-degree MST bar corner. Oh, yeah. That's better. If we're, cool. if we're going yeah. MST bar, let's go the, all the way. Right. It's the same overlap, 40 times the diameter applies. Yeah. You install it identical to the steel rebar corner. However, best, going back to the adhesion strength that David mentioned, is we don't actually need a steel 90 degree corner. We don't actually need this MST bar corner. We can do something called the 45 degree corner. Okay. Yeah. The guy building his house on the weekends thought it was just the best thing because <laughs> I, this is a quote from him. Well, it's not a free way to do a corner, but it's darn close to free because he took a scrap piece of MST bar lays it out of 45 and this is not a made up thing this is an engineer stamp I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen it on yeah I've seen yeah. it on the on on the La web lays a, as long as you have a six inch core mm -hmm. which most ICF is right. or yep. greater yeah, this yeah, applies yeah. so he's now laid a 45 across that corner 
instead of the overlapping corner, we're saving four or five dollars a corner. He did the math and he was pretty excited about the savings. <laughs> That's something you can't do with steel and you can only do with MST bar because of the rib. It's a rib the adhesion or whatever. The it's a ribbed is. fiberglass rebar, not sand coated, not smooth. It's the rib and the makeup of the bar that allow for that three times stronger exactly. adhesion strength. Well, now let me ask you this as an installer, because you have samples here that you're holding on to. So are they actually the different size bars? Are they different colors like oh, no, this? The colors actually are basically for uh, flat work and structural. So the blue color is only for flat work. And the reason, and the what we looks like a green color is just a natural non-pigmented, non-pigmented color. The green color shows is suited for structural use only. Okay. So basically what the purpose of this is to ensure that there's no blue mm-hmm. color rebar going into a wall. Oh, okay. okay. That's even better, which I mean, all this stuff is like kind of foolproof stuff. And that's what, it, that's it, our I mean, intention. you're trying to, trying to do it because there's a lot of guys out there like me that aren't super sharp. We can lift things. <laughs> we can, we can build things. You can back up I can trailers. back up a trailer like a banshee. Not the smartest guy. So there's a reason why no, we do I, this. But. I was asking because a lot of our jobs have four and five bar when you're talking about steel in, yeah. in the walls. And we have, you know, five bar over the windows. And a lot of times you'll get a newer installer that's out there doing your window lentils and they mistakenly grab the wrong bar and make the whole window lentil out of it. So that's why I was asking. But that makes total sense with the blue bar being for exactly. work. The other thing with that is also for the numbering system and a lot of other information about the bar, we actually have a, a an inkjet printer that prints all of the, the bar information on every piece of bar Which as you well. can see on that versus yeah. on steel. It's so hard to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think the, the back to, I mean, this is a conversation that we had before we started recording with another customer that, that came in and we said we had talking about cost like you know, he's like, well, building with ICF cost me more money. And, and you've, if you've listened to all the episodes, I call BS on that. And that's not true. More. That's not true. And one of the ways we do it is I think if you're, if you're not doing it that way, you're probably being wasteful. So like I really harp and harp and harp on like, Hey, we go through the piles of ICF. We cut down six inch pieces and we put them in the wall. We reuse them, you know, something you can't do with wood. So similar when you guys say, well, you could take these small pieces and do a 45 corner, which I've seen, it's not complicated and it's saving. It's taken out of the junk pile that would have gone in the dumpster. You're saving the money. And I would add on to the end of that, that we actually created a stronger corner than a standard 90. Right. Think yeah. triangle. Even be- so you're, exactly. you're saving money and making a better product. But and I, on, that, on the uh, building official side, I've talked with hundreds of building officials about that corner and never had anybody say uh, any, have any issues with it. That's awesome. Oh. Like, okay. Let's see. We go. Let's get to our corners. We're uh, or our corners. Our corners? we're talking corners. I told you I wasn't <laughs> smart. And then we're talking corners. I say corners. But let's get our questions. We got the three questions that we ask everybody the same question. Yep. And we'll let you guys. You guys can both. We got time if you guys want to do like each of you to kind of have your own take on it, or you guys can combine for question whatever you want to do. Okay. So question number one. It's super simple. I mean, we've already been talking about it, but a little bit more. Why fiberglass rebar? Why MST bar? I would talk about it from my perspective, which is installing it into an existing ICF distribution location. I used Isomatrix as the example. There are many more. And also the contractor direct. It's the labor savings. It's the ease of use. It's the ease of cutting. I always say it's it's too easy to ship, too easy to handle, too easy to cut, too easy to install. That when a contractor tries MST bar, they typically adopt it as the norm because of those very simple reasons. And from from them providing it to the end consumer 
We have a premium reinforcement product that will never rust. It's going to outlast the concrete that it's reinforcing. So even that ICF customer that I would say is a great candidate, they're already forward thinking if they're building ICF, I would suggest it's a natural fit for a forward thinking contractor and a forward thinking consumer. Okay. Before we move over to Dave and let him answer that question, I want to ask you something on that because when we're cutting steel on a job site, there's sparks. We're using an angle grinder or we've got the, you know, the, the by hand rebar bender cutter. That's everybody always laughs when, when I'm using it because they think I can't do it, but like, <laughs> it what is you, comical sometimes. What do you, yeah. What do you use to cut this? We use, if we're doing a, we will provide custom fabricated lengths. If we're cutting it, First of all, we'll cut an entire sub bundle of 25 all at once mm -hmm. and we'll use a diamond blade rotary saw. It really cuts quite slick. Yeah. Uh, that's what it we use. It doesn't put off any spark or anything. It's just, is it? No, not there's, spark? No, there's a dust that a dust, would be much. similar to sawdust. Okay. It's well, completely inert the dust as well. Right. And it's also because like one thing we do is we see all the time, we end up cutting rebar in the wall for some reason or another, and it burns, you know, we, we burn holes in the ICF, right? So like, that's another thing that'd be kind of nice is it's not throwing sparks well, everywhere. And, and we work in a lot of remote areas, you know, job sites where we're a long ways from a fire station or uh, running water sometimes when we're, you know, up there on our job sites, they don't have, they're drilling the well while we're stacking block. And so it's important not to, you know, start a fire when well, we're cutting rebar. So that's what I on was the one, asking. Like on the one thing on the fire side, oh, that comes up a, a question or that question comes up in a lot of times with uh, with MST bar or any fiberglass rebar, the question about fire resistance. And the, the answer to that question is there's an ASTM E119 test that tests basically a, a slab with minimal cover, fire underneath and load on top. And a steel a slab with steel rebar will last a maximum of two hours in that test. And MST rebar or MST bar uh, in that test will last well over three hours. So it's actually 50% better in fire resistance that, than, uh, than steel rebar. That's awesome. And I mean, that makes all the sense because I, and that's funny because I've actually was reading on where they, why they have to, we had a, this happened in our town where they had to replace an overpass because a truck hit the overpass and caught on fire. And it, the fire, the heat was so high that it messed with. And I, I was like, how does it mess with the concrete to the point that you have to replace that? And they're like, it's actually the rebar is some of the, the rebar problem. Is it, it weakened the rebar within there. And therefore, they have to tear the thing down and replace it. So that's really interesting So it's to interesting. The, the explanation for it is probably longer than we have time for today. Right. <laughs> but basically, it's uh, it's it's all to do with the glass, the gla the strength of the glass, and also the bond strength has a, has an enormous right. effect. Right. Okay, so you're okay. what do you and you can give us a little bit more of you know broader spectrum you know about why fiberglass because you're you know we're talking ICF obviously but I do want to give you know you the respect of all the knowledge you have of the other stuff why 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 MST bar and why you know Nate you know for all the industries sure no problem well basically I mean Chad talked about a lot of the benefits is three times higher tensile strength than steel uh, it's a quarter of the weight of steel most importantly is it's very close to the same cost as black steel. So that actually has a has a, a huge benefit. The other thing is it's it's a very green product. The energy carbon footprint or carbon to make used to make one twenty foot bar of uh, steel or one twenty foot bar of MST is actually eighty percent less than steel. Wow! Uh, that because it's a quarter of the weight, the transportation energy to use to transport anywhere is also a quarter uh, by definition. Any craneage costs are also lower. So it's 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 definitely a it's a green product. That's crazy. And as Chad mentioned, it'll last virtually forever as well. Yeah. yeah. 
We're looking at a, a picture of a truck and it's like loaded like a lumber truck. Like, like usually yeah. you see rebar going yeah. down the road and there's like, you know, there's a couple bar, a couple strands on the back of a flatbed, you know, and sitting here on a 48 foot flatbed right now. And it's stacked as high as the cab of the truck. So, so that's, that makes that's it awesome. That makes it it's good for trucking, but also good for we ship internationally as well. So you could fit a lot of the same thing on a shipping container. You can ship this anywhere in the world for relatively low cost. Yep. So go ahead and we'll go to the All next right, question. So our here. next question, a memorable moment with MST Bar in uh, in your business. Well, for me, though, the, the most memorable was actually at a site where we did some uh, a video shoot uh, for Chad in London, Ontario. And watching a uh, basically, a, I don't know how old this guy, this this kid was, seventeen, seventeen, <laughs> carrying a twenty five bundle, twenty five bar bundle, yeah, yeah. Uh, on his shoulder, walking around. Uh, I'll, I'll we use that video everywhere we go. It's uh, it was quite hilarious. <laughs> that actually speaks to the neatness and and the tidy method that it ships in. So for the for example, the the that's a picture of him right there. That's the seventeen year old. So actually, interesting. That's a seventeen year old. His name's Ben. And the only guy that touches bracing and MST bar is 17-year-old Ben. So he sets up the bracing, <laughs> he cleans up, then he cuts the rebar, the MST bar, sets it, cleans up, and then the pour happens and he assists, and then he tears down the bracing. So he is the bracing and MST bar setter, they call him. Wow. And what he's carrying there is what is called a sub bundle. So that's 10 millimeter bar he's got, or number three. Okay comes in a bundle of 500 pieces and it's tied together. When you cut those ties open, it doesn't fall apart in a mess. It comes apart in these sub bundles of 25, which now you carry across the site 25 at a time. See, that's what our guys see. That's exactly why our guys are losing their mind about yeah. wanting to use fiberglass rebar because that's what they think well, about. And, and me too, because, you know, I'll get onto a job site and I start get up there to start helping them drop in the verts, you know, because, you know, the inspector's on his way and we're dropping them in. And it's all I can do to, you know, we do 16, 18 foot tall walls. Absolutely. At number four bar, that's that's heavy. And you know, it's I'm, awkward. You're it's just winging a lot awkward, of weight up you know? over your head. Yeah, and and so this is totally. I mean, so what what that translates into in dollars and cents though is typically the installation time or the installation cost is typically about half that of steel. It's going to save awesome. a lot of chiropractor appointments yeah. and massages <laughs> afterwards because your back yeah. hurts so bad. You mentioned the 20 foot wall on yeah. that video that David mentioned. It was actually on, it, the video was shot on that same job site. There was a worker placing a full 20 and an MST bar is a full 20 feet. It's not a couple inches short. It's full 20 feet. A worker was setting a 20 foot length of number five bar down an ICF gable end by himself. It's captured on that video. It's in our promo video. It's behind yeah, you there. Yeah. But when you see that you would never, most normal people wouldn't, maybe Trevor would, but nobody else would try to do that with regular a 20 foot length of number five. Steel. Yeah, I do it left-handed, but yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I would never that. hear the end of it. One, <laughs> one of the thing about the length is 20 feet is a standard length, but we can make the bar in any length that's required. That's so if you crazy. want a 37, a half foot you talked about, or a nine foot, two inch uh, bar, yeah. uh, we can set our machines to cut exactly that length. So there's no wastage as well. Yeah. So you're limited only by the freight, by the trucking. So like a exactly, 53 foot yeah. trailer, that's, yeah. that's your limit. Yeah. So in this, I'm going to give a little plug for innovative draft and design because with the drafting company, you guys draw plans to the exact measurements of the block that people choose. So that's why we always say it's important to choose your block before we choose the, so we do your plans. Think about that where we could actually order the MST bar in, in packages that would fit 
to speed up the the job. especially if Incredible. you're you know if you're if you're, if you're a developer somebody that's building multiple you know multiple units i mean you could just order just like a lumber pack, you order your rebar pack basically that so you way. Order, with those you order your length. ICF pack, so you d- we drop off their ICF, their alignment, their MST bar. You know, right. we drop everything there from I'm the very start, beginning. I'm starting to see in the Chad's head now. It's starting to all make sense. Look, <laughs> well, that he's not as crazy as we thought he was. It's all starting to come together. Holy well, let's, let's not go overboard. <laughs> for for bigger jobs, the custom fabrication is a fit, but I think for if we're going to talk about what 80 percent of the market is, it's ICF residential. Yeah. I think it's 20 foot bars kept in inventory at the ICF distributors right. location. Yeah. Because yeah. then we drive handling costs down. Well, and you can, like you said, when I'm sitting here thinking of what we actually do, we actually prep a lot of our materials and stuff to go out to the job site, whether window bucks and different things. And so we, I, I could see us and we pre cut rebar at the, you know, in our shop, you know, especially if it's cold or warm or whatever, you know, in the nice conditions, the guys would much rather sit in there and get everything yeah, done. If and it's put cold on. outside, they want to be in the shop. If it's hot outside, they want to be handling and, steel rebar in the shop <laughs> yeah. because that'll burn So we you. bring the, we'll bring the flatbed in and we'll actually cut in there. So I could see where, you know, you're talking about bundles of 25 with one cut. It's, you know, if, if you know this wall's got 12 courses in it and you need this, you know, you cut a bundle. Like, I mean, that I, that's what I'm sitting there thinking how this could save time for us as a builder. You mentioned heating up. Yeah. That's a nice thing about MST bar. It doesn't conduct electricity. It's not thermal conductive. Right. So it's sitting out in the sun in Arizona. You don't pick it up and burn your neck. Yeah. Or it's in Kingston, Ontario. It doesn't freeze. It's Exactly. It's perfect. Really- All right. Third and final question. Final question. I got to get the iPad open again. We, it we- is. I remember here. Okay. What are you excited about? going into the future with the industry and I, you know, trying it back into the ICF industry, I may give a longer leash to David. I'll let you go a little outside the ICF industry, <laughs> but what, what is, what is something that you're excited about looking forward? I mean, that's what is, what's the next thing? I have said before that I just, from my perspective, there's so many parallels between ICF 20 years ago and MST bar. It's a new idea. It's guys that are set in their ways in in that in that case, stick frame versus ICF. Right. Now we have steel in comparison to MST bar. I'm excited when a company like is on the video behind us, uses it, is successful with it, and they adopt it as the norm. And they're telling me, wow, we are saving a ton of labor on this. So we're providing them a premium product at the same or oftentimes better price than steel. And they're banking labor savings. And we have a, a happy end customer that says, wow, I have a premium reinforcement that it's not sitting here rusting on the job site. I'm very happy with this as a complete package. Yeah. So it's a really good comparison. I love, yeah. yeah. It's it's and it's funny because we we just so we rode the tram over. You know, we ride so we always ride the tram back and forth for the, the monorail. For the, the monorail. That's what it is. The monorail. <laughs> we ride that every day back and forth to the show. And we were sitting on there, and I had the podcast equipment with me, and the guy sitting there asked, "He's like, oh, are you going to the shot show? Because we got the shot show going on at the same time." He's, oh, I thought he had a, I thought I had a gun case, and I go, "No, it's a, it's for my podcast equipment. We have a podcast by the blah, blah blah." So we start talking, and one of the first things he asked me about was fiberglass rebar. Wow, yeah. well, he was great. from Oregon, <laughs> and they were really pushing fiberglass yeah. out there. And and this, I mean, the rant, I mean, just think of the randomness or in Vegas going, you know, on a monorail, I sit in one car of the monorail, sit down, the guy sitting right next to me says, you know, what we do, what about this fiberglass rebar? He's oh, like, yeah, are you guys seeing it? it? And that is an honest to God story that just happened within minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm off topic here, but I go back 10 years. I go back 15 years and a lot of builders would say, I, I don't know what ICF is. Right. But same thing. I'm in a coffee lineup. 
And he says, hey, why are you here? And I mentioned why we're here. And he's like, oh, yeah, my neighbor just built an ICF house. Right. So like, <laughs> There's so much more of that. Okay. Well, and I told him, I was giving him the the analogy. I said, here's the thing you got to, I said, I go, I'm old, right? I got, you can tell by the gray beard, but I said, I, I, I remember working, my, my dad managed a lumberyard. I remember being in the lumberyard when, got, when they brought iJoyce in. Like we all, everybody built their floor joists out of two by tens, right? Everybody built their, you know, they, and, and I remember a couple old guys, there's an old builder named Art Hickey. And I think if he was still alive, he'd be 400 right now. Cause he was 180 when I was a kid and he, he came in and he goes, let me, he grabbed me by the neck and he goes, Hey, you ever see me loading that shit in my truck? Just shoot me dead. I'll never use that crap ever. Yeah. You know, look at that cheesy crap. Right. And, and. It was pretty much every builder out there was like, I'll never put that in my house. Look how cheesy that eye joist is, right? Everybody now, there's most people don't even know what it that they didn't build floor joists without without an eye joist. Now, copper pipe in walls. The yeah. PEX pipe when PEX pipe came out, most plumbers said, I'll never use that. There's no way you'll ever put that plastic crap in my wall. Guess what? That's all that's out there. And I and I, and I told him, I said, I honestly feel like fiberglass rebar is gonna get there. Like it's gonna be where we're gonna we're gonna tell people at some point. We used to use we used to use steel rebar. Really They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was so heavy, dude. My hands would hurt. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe that. Like, I mean, I think it's going to get there, right? I think we're right at that point. We're that's, at that precipice. That's exactly it. I mean, it's really where you're, we use the term we're changing the world right now. And I know it's a little bit, uh, I mean, it's still rebar. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's this is, this is an incredibly exciting business to be in. Uh, you know, like it's for me, it's only been five years in this in this industry, but it's 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 unbelievable. I've never seen an industry grow like this. It's an exponential growth that I've. It's really unprecedented. Literally, any industry, we're tripling in sales every year. Yeah, and it's just we expect it to. We uh, we're we're basically tripling our capacity and planning the tripling of capacity every year for the foreseeable future. So right now, for example, we're we've just we've we've gone through two triplings in our Toronto plant. We have a small plant in Buffalo, New York, and you know, in the in the U.S. Our next big expansion will be in the in the states. We're just deciding on what state right now. The next expansion after that is actually going to be in Saudi Arabia. Uh, some of the largest the largest infrastructure projects in the world, including in the U.S., is by far in Saudi Arabia. They have close to ten trillion dollars. Uh, worth of worth of infrastructure. Is that there. all? That's more than yeah. I make in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all specifying fiberglass GFRP rebar. So it's it's really it's um it's the 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 growth potential is incredible. For ICF, this is a it's just, ICF is a natural there's it's a natural industry. Basically, fiberglass rebar can be used in all industries and there's certain industries where it's 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 there's a huge huge benefit and there's other areas where it's there's always a benefit but it's maybe not quite as much as as ICF is. So we're we're going through the process and it's a cu- incredible communication process mainly with the engineering community around the world. In the, you know mainly in the states, the market by far is the biggest right now, at least in the states. But going through the 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 basically the communication really with engineers because the 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 overall the construction industry is quite slow to change anything as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, and the engineering community is. Uh, I mean, I I can say this because I'm an engineer as well. But there, it's it's a very difficult to change. An engineer is. It's much easier to do exactly what you've done for the last thirty years than to do something different. Even if there's benefits, so I, I tell everybody. people all the time. I go. I've spent many, many, many more than I I want to even think about shows talking to engineers, and I swear to God, I think their job is just to try to figure out ways to make your product fail. Sometimes, you know, like, sometimes I, I, they're just trying to break it. You know, like I mean, I've stood in booths with people, and they're like, "Okay, but what if?" 
what if you're having an earthquake and a tornado hits and then a tsunami? And I'm like, oh, that's never going to happen. But, you know, I'm like, you spend way too, you got way too much imagination going on there. But no, that that's great. And I, I agree with you guys. Great. I, I think this is exactly what everybody's been asking for. So it couldn't have, couldn't have been better. Well, let First me ask exciting, you. Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say where I, I, I know we're at World of Concrete right now. The show's ending tomorrow. And so... I know you said you're going to be at the Builder Show coming up in Vegas, what, the end of February. Yeah. Uh, where Where is your booth at? Where are you going to be? You don't know where it's at? Up he's like, he's like somewhere oh, here. It's going to be in Central Hall because here, he's going to be in an here's, ICF booth. You got to check the records on that one. I'm here, not sure. Here's what we'll do. So I'll put it in the show notes. So it will be in the show notes. So check it out. You guys listen to this. Check it out in the show notes. I will post where they're going to be so you can check it out. But exactly what we wanted to come out of this this episode. I mean, this was re- legitimately what we, you know, everybody was asking for this information. So thank you guys both for well, coming. Thank on you very much. It's it's great, man. And I and I honestly think we're gonna probably have a follow up episode to this as things go. I mean, we talked a little bit off off of off of Mike that we were gonna be a that we were gonna probably be seeing different approvals and things as they come, right? So I think it's gonna be important for us. I mean, us as as the podcast hosts of this, I want to continue to update people on what's going on in the industry as well. So I'm hoping this is our first of several episodes that we'll do with you guys. And, and I appreciate your guys' time. I know we pulled you away from sales here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this, if there's anything better <laughs> to than, get you uh, to stand in the it. booth, but it's, but I think it's huge. And uh, like I said, super exciting to have it on the floor of the, of the world of concrete. Yeah. And it's just a fun, fun episode. And to do. Chad, for people to reach out to you after, give us your contact info. You can always get as hold of us as you know at Plumwall, mm-hmm. but our MST bar focused company that we've created just to put a different hat on mm-hmm. when we focus on MST bar, it's called G2 Building Products, G like golf, mm-hmm. G2 Building Products Inc. And we have a website set up that focuses on MST bar in the ICF industry, just cool. so we can talk about MST bar specifically. Yep. We'll link everything to that too as well. I'll put your links on that in the in the show notes. I'm going to link David up in this. Are we okay to do that? You Absolutely, want people to get yeah. hold of you? No problem. <laughs> cool. I'll put your personal cell number. If you guys get tanked up on a weekend night, feel free to send him text messages. It's awesome. He loves that. It's a big, big thing. It's his hobby. He loves that. I don't know. I think anything else here? Just- no, the only thing is, you know, reach out to us on our socials. You know, keep hitting us up with your questions at buildwithicf, info at buildwithicf.com. We love the questions. That's, you know, we've been walking around the show. I apologize already because I'm I'm already getting behind on some of the, I, I honestly, I love all you guys for reaching out because I did not expect this kind of, fee- the, the amount of feedback we're getting. So my weekends are pretty full with uh, answering emails. So I apologize. A couple of people got answers on Monday and Tuesday because I was fighting my way through the emails, but please keep hitting us up. I really, really, if we have to, we'll hire somebody to start answering emails if we need to. It's We're having such great success with this podcast and, and it's all because the listeners and everybody that follows us, obviously our socials at Build With ICF on all the socials. And then as Heather said, info at buildwithicf.com. So please let us know what we can do. You asked for MST Rebar. You wanted to hear about it. You got it. Keep asking us. We're going to bring in on the next podcast. We're going to switch hats and Chad's going to have to talk about Plumwall. So tune into the next podcast and we're going to talk about Plumwall with that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks.